0: is what I've been saying. The three L's. Listen, learn, and lead. The advisors to do that are the advisors that are going to win. The value of bespoke advice has never been higher.
1: You're listening to CoinDesk's On Purpose with Tyrone Ross.
0: And infrastructure, money movement, security. The wealth management space is not set up to deal with the client of the future. And man is that an incredible opportunity.
1: A licensed investment advisor and powerful storyteller. Tyrone has a passion for digital assets and their ability to disrupt our current way of life. How do
0: I protect myself? How do I protect my firm? How do I protect my clients?
1: The show is for advisors by advisors. Advise on purpose in the arising realm of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. And now, Tyrone Ross.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the On Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Ross, live from New Jersey, where it is going to be freezing tonight. A freeze warning. So I decided to come to New Jersey to visit family, and I'm greeted with a freeze warning. (laughs) but anyway hope everybody is doing well looking around at the crypto markets there is not much happening bitcoin seems to be pinned at around forty thousand dollars not much news coming out of the bitcoin conference that took place and for myself i was down at the etf uh, exchange conference which this episode will be about but before getting into that i think it's clear that there is lots going on as far as conversations, as far as acquisitions, as far as money being raised, but things that actually moving the market, not so much. The Bitcoin and the crypto markets correlation with the NASDAQ and just overall equity markets continues to be very strong. And with inflation right around eight and a half percent now, which is a you know, the highest we've seen in 40 years, the continuing war in Ukraine, and just so many different threats out there with crypto being, you know, a very risky market and Bitcoin itself being a risk on asset. You're seeing that reflected in the markets. All right. So let's get right to it. So the purpose of this episode is to talk about my time at the ETF exchange conference. So, first of all, I've got to give a big shout out to Matt Middleton, uh, Dave Nadig, Tom Lydon, and the inimitable, Matt Hogan, for having me. Those are all the ETF mafia. That's what I call them. But they asked me to come down, and I did a wonderful interview with the uh, mayor of Miami Dade, Daniela Levine-Cava, which was a wonderful conversation. So at the conference, there were a bunch of crypto panels. I was not a part of any of them. I let them know that I did not want to be a part of any of the crypto panels, but I wanted to come and just feel the vibes, right? And going from San Diego to Miami doesn't suck. So here's what's interesting about this, which is why I wanted to talk about this. So. Matt Hogan, of course, was on a panel. There was Michael Saylor was there. There was a Spaces live with you know Sailor and Sunshine from Grayscale and the folks over at Bloomberg. Rick Edelman had a panel that he was on and, and getting interviewed. It was a heavy crypto presence. There was a few other crypto panels as well. Couldn't make them to them all, but. I saw them and I definitely wanted to do something particular here was just sit back and get feedback, not necessarily walk into every panel and listen. I was able to catch a little of Rick Edelman's. He was there, you know, promoting DACFP. FP. So shout to Rick and the gang over there. Also, again, you had a huge presence with Grayscale and Gemini being there. And I actually did have some meetings away from the conference, right? And a lot of conversations that centered around crypto, some that you will hear about later, but some really good conversations with some traditional players that are looking to get into the financial education space and just looking to push crypto into their wealth management channel. So had some conversations there, none that I can really talk to now, but uh, stay tuned for that. There are some very big branded legacy names that are really looking at this as something that they want to do in the future. So here's what is interesting to give you a feel of what was going on. I had a private dinner. It was me, Barry Ritholtz, Matt Middleton, Justin Castelli, Matt Hogan, and John Swolf. We were having a private dinner and we spoke about NFTs and we spoke about the crypto markets overall. Some separate conversations with some other folks, Shayna Sissel and the folks at Armada looking to do some things. Every conversation was about crypto. But I walked into a session that included my friends Desarte Yarnway and Justin Costelli. And this was about basically the modern advisor practice. And I got to be honest, this was the one session where I wasn't expecting anything about crypto at all. But something that was said stuck out to me. At the end of the session, they were taking questions. And the first question was about crypto. And I said, wow, can't avoid it. (laughs) It's everywhere. It's like the plague. And the question was, well, how do you all think about crypto? And how do you integrate it in your practice? And something was said by one of the other advisors on the panel. I believe the gentleman's name was Patrick. I can't remember his, his last name and firm right now. Forgive me. But he said something that I thought was very poignant. He said, We are doing it for clients, right? And he spoke about how they're doing it through an SMA with Gemini. He went through that whole thing, which a lot of folks are. And he said this, crypto right now makes up a small portion of our practice, but a large portion of our client conversations. And I thought that was very powerful because I think that's what a lot of advisors are dealing with now that is an incredible frustration is I'm forced to talk about it. I may not like it. I may not understand it. I'm forced to talk about it. I may not have a solution that integrates with my practice. I'm forced to talk about it. The client is way ahead of where I am and I'm still trying to get there. I'm forced to talk about it, but I still can't figure out E&O or how to get paid. I'm forced to talk about it, but the market is getting roiled and is turned over since we've started putting clients in. And I want to pair this with something that I believe Michael Batnick said on the Spaces a couple months ago. And he said, we don't want to have a 2% allocation and then 98% of client headaches and belly aching. And I thought that was really powerful because again, I think this is the main pain point. And I was going to tweet this when I was there. I think the thing that no one is really thinking about or you don't hear brought up at all Is that advisors are forced to do a lot more here than they ever had to do before. And that in itself is the pain point. I have to figure out how to get paid. I have to figure out EO. I have to figure out how to integrate it. I have to figure out the client conversation. I have to figure out storage and all these other things. I don't want to do that. Just give me an ETF, please. So I get it. I completely understand it. I think the thing that advisors need to understand is as you start to get more knowledgeable in the space, you start to understand that there are solutions there to make things easier for you. But to be honest, it's just not there yet. So pairing those two things together, small portion of the practice, majority of the conversation, we don't want to allocate 2% and then have 98% of the client headed. That sounds very familiar right, to myself as an advisor, but also When you really sit and talk to a lot of advisors, and I've spoken to a lot of advisors about this, they're saying that, but they may say it in different ways. And I'm not talking about those of us that are punch drunk. I'm talking about those that are just looking to put their feet in. And I'm on my way next week to go visit another RAA that is bringing me in to have a conversation with their advisor. These are the hurdles. Custody, the regulatory clarity, the volatility these are all things that goes back to those two points. Well, if you do do it, it's going to be a small piece. And then if we do do it, it's going to take up all of the conversation because it's so convoluted and it moves so quickly and it's constantly evolving. That's not what advisors want. That's not ideal, especially if I had to go through all these fiery hoops to get E&O. And it's costing me a lot of time. It's costing me a lot of money. It's costing me a lot of Man and woman power to actually integrate this in my practice. I really don't know if it's worth it. So when that advisor said that, I was like, wow, okay, that's someone that I don't know, but saying on stage, this is what their experience has been. And then every other time that you do something, this is what happens. Two personal examples. I did a webinar with eMoney. I believe there was almost a thousand people on the webinar. They had over a hundred questions r a a Channel nasDAq hashtags I did a session with the a module in their advisor academy cert. They had almost two hundred questions, so to me, there's a thirst for knowledge and understanding out there. That's all this means to me, and having been someone who was looking to build solutions and then coming out of that now for being heads down and then now actually going back out and seeing the sunlight and picking. You know, the lilies for a bit and having conversations again, you realize, oh, okay, it is the ability to make it easy. But also there are so many things that advisors, whether knowingly right or ignorant of in the way of them feeling comfortable doing this in any meaningful size in their practice. So that's what needs to be resolved here. That's what needs to be fixed. That's what needs to be addressed. For someone that has, again, I've been saying for a while, I think Bitcoin ETF is useless to me, but I can understand now for an advisor why, you know what, it's all done. At that point, it's all done. The SEC has approved it. That means I won't get in trouble for allocating to it. If it's at Fidelity and Schwab, I don't have to worry about the integration piece. If it's part of a meaningful allocation alongside decline stocks, bonds, cash, and other assets. Financial planning in the conversation is easier. Billing, all of these things are just made easier. That part of it, I completely understand. Now more than ever, because of sitting and talking on these panels, doing these education modules, and talking to even more advisors, it becomes a conversation about, I need to make sure that when I'm engaging with a client, these things that concern me are addressed, one, two, whatever the client comes to me with, I'm able to understand and I don't look like an idiot. Advisors want to look smart here, they wanna be the hero. And lastly, how do I do this in a way that is meaningful to justify all of the time that I'm spending learning modules, courses, reading, along with everything else that I have to do. So I think there's a lot here. And I think that was palpable at the ETF exchange conference. It was just really, at this point, it's just, all right, it's not going away, right? We know that. But I need answers. Are there any answers now? Like, what are the answers? What are the regulatory answers? What are the custody answers? Can I see it on the statement? Can I bill on it? Can I get paid in kind? Can I do this inside of this type of account? What about this type of account? What does ACATS look like? There's a lot going on. And I think as you start to deal with this as an advisor, you start to realize that the space just continues to evolve and, evolve and evolve and evolve and it keeps moving and it keeps moving. So with that, I think there was a lot of discussion around the executive order that Biden released. I think there was a lot of conversation around an ETF. It was clear there was a lot of conversation around an ETF. And there were a lot of conversations around what is next. we started off light speed with all these announcements and news for, for the wealth management space. And it was quiet. It's just like this quiet period now. So what's next? What's the next thing? Is it the regulatory, some type of regulatory clarity? Is it some type of yield that is available through you know some type of product? We'll see. Is it the next a model or indice. And here for me, as far as this conversation is, I I tweeted and it got a bunch of responses. I asked Twitter, I said, hey, what is the SPY of crypto assets? What is the crypto index? What is the thing? So many wonderful responses. Got a couple podcast guests out of it, which you guys will be hearing from soon. But that's the next thing. Like, When is that easy? Because you look at SPY and the assets in SPY. I don't know where it is right now, but it's billions and billions of dollars, right? Hundreds of billions of dollars. Like, what is that for crypto? And when is it going to be that easy? And there are a few folks that are working on that. So it makes this whole thing very compelling because there was nothing else that I learned from being there. It was one, we're still very early as far as the wealth management RA channel is concerned. Two, there is still more questions than answers. And three, we're still missing that easy button for advisors to be able to, again, allocate to it like an SPY across all accounts, across their whole book and be able to rebalance and model and plan and bill and do all of these things. So anyway, very interesting time. Wonderful time. Again, shout out to everyone over at the ETF exchange for having me. It was a wonderful time. Great to see so many different people, a lot of different conversations. Got some really cool guests lined up, like I said, spoke to a couple of folks there. So stay tuned, the pod is about to heat up. I wanted to record this one really quickly while I was on the road, just to give you some feedback of what went on at the conference and what is to come. I'll be on the road quite a bit, so there'll be a lot of these coming as well as I go to different forums and conferences. So I'll let you guys know what's going on. I will be your boots on the ground. As always, thank you for tuning in. Like, share, subscribe. Wherever you listen to your favorite pods. Hope everybody's going to consensus in June. I will see you there. And of course, if you found any value in this episode whatsoever, run your ass over to No Kid Hungry, feed a hungry child. And I will see you all on the next one, hopefully, when I am in San Diego and it is nice and warm. I appreciate you all. Be well.
1: You're listening to On Purpose with Tyrone Ross. Today's show is produced, edited, and announced by Michelle Mousseau with additional production support from Eleanor Paul. Our theme song is Walk With Swag. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, On Purpose, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening.